Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 384 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about financial advisors, and specifically when financial advisors are useful, why you might want to hire a financial advisor, and then some of the warnings uh, about financial advisors and uh, what you should be looking for, what you should uh, care about, and what can honestly um, lead to the detriment of your uh, financial situation if you allow it to, but it can also allow your financial situation to flourish if you have the right person at the right time. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, before you stop watching this episode altogether because you're like, I, I don't have my financial life together, I don't um, you know, want to invest, I don't invest, I don't need a financial advisor, so I'm not gonna watch this, right? Before you even begin that type of rhetoric, let me just tell you that you do not have to be wealthy, you don't have to be good with money, you don't have to be anything in order to uh, benefit from the use of a financial advisor, right? Uh, anybody, most anybody, can benefit from the use of a financial advisor. But there are plenty of downsides to having a financial advisor as well, right? So I think it's useful to talk about both of these things, to talk about the good, to talk about the bad, to talk about whether you may just need one uh, from time to time or whether you need to be actively working with one that manages your money all of the time, right? Um, but let's just kind of start first and foremost uh, with understanding financial advisors, okay? Financial advisors or financial planners, they are professionals who advise their clients' decisions uh, related to wealth management and personal finance. Okay, we all have personal finances, so we could all use uh, some input on how we make our personal financial decisions. Now, depending on the area of expertise, financial advisors can help you with everything from putting together an entire retirement savings plan uh, with a timeline attached to it, or simply answering a question about whole life insurance, right? which uh, let's just start with this. Don't be asking too many questions about whole life insurance, okay? We've talked about insurance, uh, life insurance last week, right? Uh, but financial advisors can help you with any, any host uh, of things, right? Uh, and so you could benefit from them, right? You could benefit from their knowledge, from their input, right? And they do this all the time with all different types of people in different situations, right? So they could benefit you. Now, some of the things that financial advisors can do uh, are some of the following, but not limited to these, right? They can meet with you to assess your current financial situation and future goals, right? That may be all that you need. They can develop a comprehensive plan that addresses your major areas of financial concern, retirement, college planning, insurance, uh, estate planning, all these different types of things, right? 
They can provide advice as unexpected financial issues arise in your life, right? It can be useful to have an advocate when um, unexpected things arise. They can set up investment accounts and invest funds for you, which this is one of the um, most common uses of financial advisors, but uh, this is one that uh, you have to enter into with much caution, okay? Then uh, they can locate appropriate financial vehicles for you, such as insurance policies uh, or mortgages, which again, can be very useful. Now, within the financial advisor field, there are many different designations and industry credentials, including uh, the CFP, which is, stands for the Certified Financial Planner, the CFA, Chartered Financial Analyst, or the CHFC, which is the Chartered Financial Consultant. Of these designations, one of the best known is the CFP. The designation is issued by the Private Trade Association, uh, the Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards CFP Board in the United States. The CFP Board mandates qualifying exams and continuing education with the certification, right? So a CFP can be something uh, that can kind of tell you, hey, this is somebody who knows what they're talking about. They have uh, at least this previous and ongoing uh, education about personal finances, okay? Now, what can prompt you to seek financial advice, right? I think that's a big question because uh, we, some of us, we just don't know when it's, you know, appropriate. When is it appropriate to meet with a financial advisor? When is it appropriate to seek out such help? Now, oftentimes, particular events prompt a person to seek out financial advice. And uh, these events usually involve windfalls or major losses, right? Uh, so major life events that occur. So maybe you uh, come into a lot of money or maybe you lose a lot of money or maybe you are deeply in debt. Maybe you uh, are considering foreclosure or bankruptcy or whatever, right? Uh, you may be more likely to seek financial advice if you find yourself in one of the following scenarios. So um, you're nearing retirement and you just want to make sure you're on the right track. Super common to seek financial advice in such an area. Uh, you just inherited some money from a parent and you want to get some advice on how to invest the money. Uh, this is extremely common. It's extremely common, uh, especially when uh, the parent used a financial advisor, then uh, the child is likely to do so as well. Then I was recently married and we need help managing uh, our finances as a couple, right? This is uh, a big deal. And this is not necessarily investment related, but it is uh, one way that financial advisors can benefit you just from a personal finance standpoint. Then I was recently divorced or widowed and I need help moving forward financially as a single person, right? Advisors can provide a lot of value there because uh, they can provide you an advocate. They can provide you a um, an accountability partner when you just lost one in one way or the other, right? Then uh, your mom and dad are getting older and you know you need help managing their overall finances. You need you know to find help for them. That happens all the time with aging parents. Uh, or maybe you hate investing in financial planning and you want a professional uh, to help to ensure that you don't mess up your future. And this is extremely common. It's extremely common that people who don't know much about their finances will go to a financial advisor to try to learn, right? Or more than maybe try to learn, try to just make sure that they don't mess up, make sure that things go correctly. But we can get into this weird place where people don't want to learn uh, and they are in, you know, this place where they're just like, hey, just take my money, take, um, you know, I'll take all your advice, I'll do whatever you say as long as things move in the right direction, which is not the proper way to use a financial advisor. And then maybe somebody says, I enjoy financial planning and investing, but I want a second opinion, right? 
Therefore, even if you're somebody who's really into investing, really into uh, you know financial planning, you can run thoughts and ideas by somebody who is um, maybe equivalently trained to you, uh, and you know see what they think, see if they have a better idea or whatever, right? So these may be situations in which uh, seeking out financial advice is prompted. Now, at some point, everybody needs to develop a long-term financial plan that you know takes into account considerations for retirement, paying off your house, college funds, uh, education for your children, estate planning, a timeline for when you can retire, all these types of things. And these are all good reasons to seek out a financial advisor, okay? Now, when do you wanna seek out advice, okay? So with all the information available to you in books, print media, many websites dedicated to personal finance, do you really need a financial advisor? And let me just go ahead and tell you, the vast majority of individuals on a normal basis do not need to meet with a financial advisor. Okay, there's plenty of information out there. There's plenty of resources. I'm a resource to you on a daily basis as much as I can be, right? Uh, but most of you don't need to pay a financial advisor uh, in order to do work or to find out things that you could find out on your own or just you know find somebody who knows and learn for free, right? But you need to see, you know, hey, how much free time do I have, right? How much um, willingness do I have to take responsibility for my own financial uh, life and time to do so, right? So you need to ask yourself three questions, basically, when it comes to uh, should you seek financial advice or not? Do I have a fair knowledge of investments, right? Because one of the primary things that financial advisors do is help you to invest your money, right? So if you don't understand investments and you don't understand investing for retirement, then um, you know, you may have a problem, right? You're not going to be able to do all the things uh, for you that a financial advisor may be able to. Then do you enjoy reading about wealth management and financial topics and researching specific assets? Again, if this is not true of you, uh, then you are going to be, you know, severely limited uh, in your ability to do what's best for you in investing your money over the long term. Then do you have expertise in financial instruments, right? Do you take the time to monitor, evaluate, and make periodic changes to your portfolio. Again, if all those things just sounded like a bunch of gobbledygook to you, then you may have value uh, in hiring a financial advisor to help you with uh, your investing. So doing your own research is a possibility, but to do it right, you need to spend a lot of time keeping current on all the changes in investing and insurance regulations, among other things. Uh, there are changes in tax laws or other legislation that could affect your financial affairs. Changes in mutual fund options at your brokerage firm can also have a huge impact on your financial situation. For example, perhaps one of your funds closes and you need to decide where to put the money. You also need to stay abreast of popular financial products in the introduction uh, of new products as well, okay? Um, so ultimately, it does take time, right? It takes time to properly manage your investments and your finances on your own. But is it worth the time? And I would argue that yes, it is worth the time, right? Uh, so just full disclosure, I do not, at least currently, use a financial advisor, right? Um, somebody, you know, trained in it. I've had a Series 65 designation. I was an investment advisor representative prior to uh, working through and uh, finishing up my PhD in finance, right? So finance is my life. I understand this stuff, okay? I know that is the exception and not the rule. That is not the vast majority of you all. So you may be looking at me and going, well, yeah, maybe you can do it, but I can't. I don't think that's true. I think it 
is very simple to manage your own finances, uh, but sometimes the more specific points do require advice. They do require somebody to help you, uh, but I don't think it's always necessary to have uh, somebody that you're paying this uh, fee to out of your investments that's going to eat up your returns over time uh, just in order to you know maybe have a little more insight. So um, I want to talk about how we should choose a financial advisor, right? And it should be based on your needs, okay? So uh, let's say you're getting one-time financial advice. So some financial planners and advisors will work with savers on a one-time basis to either develop a financial plan or help with a specific issue. Generally, these sessions will be based on an hourly rate or a flat fee. And this can be a place, I think, where financial advisors provide a ton of value, right? You have questions, you want to get a plan in place, you want to figure out what you're going to do with your financial life, here's what you do, okay? Uh, and uh, I think that can be very, very worth your time and your money. Now, if a company has offered uh, you a buyout package, let's say, for example, right? Uh, and um, you have that sitting on the table to take an early retirement, you might engage in the services of a financial advisor to help you sort through your options. And they can help you to evaluate any incentives that your company may be offering, such as pensions, um, and to visualize the long-term costs or benefits of a decision, right? Again, these one-time situations, you can have so much value added just by reaching out to a financial advisor. And again, the money can be very well worth it uh, for somebody who can help you, you know, kind of uh, feel out the, the situation and, um, you know, wade through the waters of uh, something that you may not be uh, used to seeing or, you know, learning about or whatever, right? Now, as another example, you might ask a financial planner to put together a comprehensive financial plan or review your current situation, right? Now, this is not them investing your money for you or anything like that. Uh, this is just helping you to understand where you're at understand you know what is the most efficient path to get you to where you need to be again adding tons of value uh, and can be very very valuable to uh, to an individual now uh, I do think that you need to watch out uh, in some of these situations because naturally planners and advisors they know where their bread is buttered and their bread is buttered with uh, the investment accounts that they have so make sure that you are well educated make sure that you are, um, trying to learn and they are trying to teach you, right? Not trying to sell you products or, or get you locked into things that are going to be uh, costly and beneficial to them over a long period of time because they do know where their bread is buttered, even though they may offer you something on an hourly basis or a one-time basis or whatever. They want that recurring business. So just keep in mind that that, that can occur. Now, um, it's not uncommon for one-time engagement to, to evolve either into a full-time advisory relationship or regular financial checkups. And regular financial checkups can be a fantastic thing that you can do with a financial advisor that can help you uh, for sure. But um, you don't have to have a full-time relationship. You don't have to invest all your money with them. You don't have to do all that. Uh, more than anything, an advisor is there uh, to do just that, to give advice and to teach right? You want an advisor that has that heart of a teacher. That is somebody who wants to teach you, uh, that wants to give you information, that wants to make you understand and not just sell you products uh, and move right along and put you down on a page. Now, let's say you want to hire a full-time financial advisor. So uh, just as there are many good reasons to seek out services of an advisor for one time or 
uh, short-term need, it can also make sense to engage the services of an advisor on a full-time basis, okay? Now, various advisors and firms all work in different ways, but it's common for an advisor in one of these arrangements to provide ongoing investment management services. And the way that this typically works, if you do not know, right, uh, if you have uh, an advisor uh, where you invest your money through uh, that advisor, right, they um, you know, use a broker service or they uh, are a broker dealer or whatever, right, you uh, allow them to invest your money. Obviously, you should have say in what you're investing in. They just do the execution. You allow them to do that, and then you typically pay them a percentage of assets under management, right? So some percentage of the money uh, that you are investing, uh, and it typically gets paid on like a quarterly basis, but it's quoted on an annual basis, okay? So this can be beneficial, right? Um, if you're getting good investment advice and uh, you're getting help in a place that you don't really understand things and uh, they're helping you to you know, plan for taxes and prepare for retirement and save for your kid's college and all these other things. It can be valuable, but there can be costs, right? And costs that are far, far too high uh, for anybody to want to endure over a long period of time. So that's where I want to bring in this example. And um, you may be very willing to take this on, you know, just based on the stress that it may cause you to do it yourself uh, or whatever. But I want you to know, I want you to know uh, what the difference is in paying a financial advisor versus not. Okay. So let's just say that um, over a 30 year period, right, uh, you are going to invest with a financial advisor. So over 30 years, you invest every single month and you put away, let's say, $500 a month. And you make 10% annually on that money. You started with nothing, right? At the end of that 30 years, you'll have $1.13 million, okay? Good investing, good time period, good job, right? Now, let's say you did that. Well, let's say you did it uh, while getting um, fees taken out by a financial advisor, right? Let's say that you paid the advisor 1% annually. So instead of making 10% annual returns, you're now making 9% annual returns. The difference that that makes on your personal finances over that 30-year period, right, you would have $915,000 uh, at the end of the 30-year period there. And you may say, okay, 1.13 million versus 915, not crazy. Well, let's break the numbers down. That's $214,872.22 is the difference in the values, right? And you say, okay, that, that's a pretty good, good amount of money. Sure it is, right? But how much does that mean that you were paying that advisor? Well, if you divide it out by three, uh, by 30, right? Let's just say on an annual basis, right? That means annually you were paying the advisor $7,162.41 to invest your money. Is that worth it, right? And maybe it is to you, but is that worth it? And let's just break it down even further. That means on a monthly basis, you were paying that advisor $596.87 on average, right? So you were paying the advisor more than you were actually putting away over a long period of time, right? So what, what do you need to know here? What, what do you, I, I can't tell you what to do as far as an advisor goes, but you can see here that even a small fee of 1% can be an extremely large cost to an investor. But let's say it were you know just another half a percent, one and a half percent, 
right? That's over $10,000 a year and $846.92 per month on average that you are paying that advisor. Again, that is a big price to pay. So they better be adding value to you over a long period of time. That's all I'm going to say about that. But that's just one fee, right? That's just saying the fee to the advisor, not just the, um, not including the the fees for the the funds that you may be invested in or uh, whatever else, right? So uh, just keep that in mind. It can be good to use a financial advisor, but very costly. So pros and cons of hiring a financial advisor are what? Pros help you plan for the long term, right? Very valuable. Uh, they research, compare, recommend investments, products, strategies, all those types of things, right? Valuable. Acts, they act as a quarterback for your financial team, right? Obviously, you're the coach. You tell the quarterback what to do, but they can enact very good things for you in your financial life. They also take on the responsibility of decision-making so you don't have to. And that should only be to a point, right? Uh, they should be more actors towards, um, you know, creating whatever you want created, not deciding what to create, right? Uh, so you should make the decisions and then they should enact said decisions. Now, cons of hiring a financial advisor is it generates an additional expense. Now, this expense could be out of pocket. And again, I think it's very valuable if you're trying to get a financial plan in place or whatever, right? And you're paying them some, you know, hourly rate or whatever, uh, yes, that's an additional expense, but that additional expense could be very well worth it, right? But the additional expense of, you know, like I said, a second ago, 1% of your investments over time or 1.5% of your investments over time turns out to be a ton of money um, and may not be worth it, right? Now, another con is they may not be unbiased in recommendations, right? And this is a problem that I have with financial advisors. And I kind of want to camp out here for just a second, right? Is that advisors have incentives, right? And some of those incentives are to sell products, right? They're to sell certain insurance products, annuities, funds, right? Whatever else. And you have to be very, very careful. Um, and this is why it's helpful to have knowledge and to be thoughtful about your own personal finances without just blindly going into this relationship with a financial advisor um, because they can be very biased but if you don't know what bias looks like uh, when talking about finances, then you might just go right along with it. Therefore, having um, the knowledge beforehand, having um, you know understanding of investments and um, you know insurance and things like that can help you uh, to ward off the financial advisor that may just be after making more fees from you. Right? This is a big problem with financial advisors, but like I said, everybody has incentives. Hey, everybody has incentives and their incentives may be to sell certain products, but you have to know that if that product's good or not for you, right, uh, that you can make a decision one way or the other. That's why you should be the decision maker, not them. Um, and I would even posit that um, most financial advisors that try to just make the decision for you may not be doing what is best for you over a long period of time. And then another con they may recommend more costly products or churn your portfolio. Now, what do I mean by churn your portfolio? Costly products, we understand, right? Products with higher fees, which I just talked to you about how fees can eat away at your returns over time. Uh, but they could also churn your portfolio, meaning uh, invested in a bunch of uh, different things at different times. Do a lot of buying and selling, right? In order to incur transaction costs or whatever else in order to make themselves more money, right? So ultimately, 
financial advisors can provide a ton of value, obviously, right? But a lot of the cons associated with them come with uh, their incentives uh, and the costs associated with them, which can be extremely high. So what do you want to be careful of with a financial advisor? And I'm going to uh, kind of leave you with this today, right? Uh, as great as a good financial advisor can be, there can always be bad apples, right? And there are bad apples. Uh, an incompetent or worse, dishonest advisor uh, can cost you a lot of money. And here's some red flags to look out for uh, when you're working with an advisor. So churning your investments is one, uh, which is prompting you to buy and sell securities more than necessary to generate commissions for themselves, right? Um, anybody who is prompting you to buy or sell uh, on any type of regular basis, it just shouldn't happen, right? Um, you need to be a long-term buy and hold investor. That's what's going to make you the best returns, period. Okay. Then expensive investments, right? Pointing you to mutual funds with high expense ratios when a similar low cost index fund or ETF would be a better choice, right? Um, it, it's just, it, it's hard to beat the market first off, right? Uh, so any of these actively managed ETFs or mutual funds that may have high expense ratios are not likely to beat the market in the first place. But not only is that the case, then they're going to have higher expenses on top of not beating the market. So your after uh, expense, your net returns are going to be um, you know, quite a bit lower than what a low cost index uh, fund or ETF would be. Right? So if you see that they have uh, high expense ratios, you see that they may have other you know, 12B1 fees or whatever associated with them, then just be thoughtful, ask questions, um, and maybe you know have some red flags on uh, those types of things. Then bad planning, right? A well-intentioned advisor who puts together a financial plan that is sketchy or ridden with holes is not helping you at all, right? Of course, plans do need to be flexible given changes in the economy, interest rates, and of course the curveballs that life can throw at you personally. You know, lo losing a job, having an illness, whatever. Uh, but you need to start out with a detailed blueprint and a clear course of action, right? Bad planning is a problem. And most of all, bad planning comes from people who are well-intentioned. They do want uh, what's what's right for you. They want what's good for you, but they don't know how to get you there, right? Uh, they haven't done their proper homework uh, or they, again, they have incentives uh, to push you in a certain way. And so they do so, right? So bad planning can be a big problem. And then there's also people who are well-intentioned that are just ignorant, right? They don't know. Uh, they haven't done the work. They just, you know, may tell you how they do things and um, they're not nuanced enough. And that can be bad planning, okay? Uh, so be careful of that. And then not responding. So even an unbiased advisor is useless if they never return your calls or emails or they're unresponsive in urgent need, right? Uh, so timing can be of the essence with many financial and investment scenarios, and you must feel confident that your advisor will respond to you promptly, right? Don't have somebody that's trying to sidestep you or get out of the way or uh, just, you know, defer any type of responsibility for your financial situation. Uh, you want somebody who will be responsive and to help you walk throughout your financial life, okay? So do I think financial advisors can be useful? Bottom line, Yes very useful, right? I think that they can have a lot of knowledge that you don't have, provide a lot of value that it may be hard to provide on your own. That being said, do I think you can manage your own personal finances? Of course I do. I do. I know other people that do. I know you can do it. It's not that hard, okay? But it does take time. It does take effort, right? But 
I do think that one of the biggest values that financial advisors can provide are some of those, you know, you know, short-term needs or uh, some of those more immediate things or those one-time meetings where they can kind of get you on the right track or, or teach you some things or give you some information that you didn't have before about tax planning or retirement or whatever else, right? Just because you meet with a financial advisor doesn't mean that you have to give them all your investments or buy insurance from them or whatever else. It may just be that you are literally just getting advice and that is perfectly fine. Any way that you can find to get value from a financial advisor, by all means do so. But you always have to take into account what? You have to take into account the costs, right? Do a cost benefit analysis on a financial advisor and see if they are providing as much value as you are paying them for, right? Um, so take into account costs, take into account what they're trying to um, you know, push you towards and, and whether or not that is you know, just beneficial to them or if you're benefiting uh, or whatever. You really have to have your guard up when it comes to financial advisors or just anybody who's in a sales position in financial services because they could per they could absolutely be doing what's best for you uh, or what they think is best for you, but they could also um, really be running up the, the receipt, running up the, the bill on you uh, and trying to make uh, as much as they can from each client. And that's just not the way financial advising should be done. So have your guard up, but uh, feel free to reach out to financial advisors to help you with certain situations in your financial life where you think that they could add value. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.